Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Country Heat Weekly ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. (laughs) 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 Y'all get ready because you are going to laugh a lot. Like, your sides are probably going to hurt. Yeah, this episode probably should come with a warning. Like, don't listen with liquids in your mouth near a keyboard. (laughs) Or anywhere where you should not be laughing out loud. Hey guys, I'm Kelly Sutton, and welcome to Country Heat Weekly. I'm Amber Anderson, and we are stoked to have Darius Rucker in the house today. I mean, we all know he's here to talk sports with me. Exactly <laughs> why he came to do our podcast, Amber, is to talk sports with you. And so that I could tease him about how much money he has. Y'all. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The question Kelly asked him. I mean, I thought he was going to fall out of his chair. <laughs> there are so many reasons to keep listening to this episode, but that moment is top of my list. I also love that we've got the scoop on his first love who's out there. Sarah. Sarah. We're going to tell you more about that. His new album, Carolyn's Boy, is dropping tomorrow, and we're going to chat with him all about it. We also have a bunch of country music news to Mm -hmm. talk all about, and you and I both saw Thomas Rhett wrap up the home team tour here in Nashville last weekend. Yeah, on different nights. So we have different perspectives of the show. And also... I need all the scoop from your night on the red carpet at the People's Choice Country Awards. Yeah. Who was your favorite that you talked to? Toby Keith. Or Lainey Wilson. Lainey Wilson was there. I don't know. So much to talk about. That's hard. Um, We'll be right back and we'll talk all about it in our What's Cooking in Country Music. This episode is brought to you by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash Wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash Wondery, code Wondery. Okay, everybody, let's start with Thomas Rhett's home team tour. I got to see it on Friday night. You were there on Saturday. I don't know about you, but I was really impressed with the overall production. Yes, lots of lights, moving panels, screens, pyro. Things were like, (laughs) it was was really fun to watch him because he, I don't know if he said this on Friday night, but he was like, this is like the biggest room I've played two nights in a row. And it being in Nashville, I think just like, especially him growing up in this town with his dad being a songwriter, his dad being an artist, it had to be a full circle moment for him. You could tell he was taking it in. 
Okay, there were a couple of things I took away from it. Number one, you mentioned his dad. I kept waiting for his dad to come out. <laughs> I thought for sure he was going to come out and do That Ain't My Truck, and it didn't happen. It didn't happen at no. our show either. <laughs> and we were also waiting for Jody Messina to come out because, you know, fingers crossed, it's still CMA voting season, and we were hoping that that was going to happen because it's up for a CMA award. And she didn't yeah. come out. I will say, so Cole Swindell opened mm-hmm. for the tour as well as friend of the pod, Nate Smith. Love him. Um, so, yeah, I was also waiting for that from Cole set. But, man, Cole set was awesome. It was. It was so good. So many good sing-alongs. You forget, like, how many good sing-along songs he's got. You know, I looked it up. He has 12 number one hits. I mean— and he played them all. You forget. And then <laughs> back to back, we've got Thomas Rhett, of course, with 21 number one hits. So mm-hmm. overall, it was just an incredible night. The thing that I really took away from Thomas's part of the show, it was just fun and easy. It was. It was a good sing-along. You forget how much fun he is on stage. Yeah. And I just loved every moment of that. We had a proposal at ours. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Of course, during Die Happy Man. Was there a pre-party Saturday night? There was not. Oh. Did you get one? Yeah, there was a pre-party. Okay. okay. Not fair. What did I miss? Okay, so there was a rehearsal space. It was all decked out. A lot of lights. There was a chandelier made of horns. A lot of camo, Uh which is totally on on vibe for him. It was really relaxed. A lot of people just mingling and catching up. I didn't get to see any of the openers. Nate and Cole apparently came out at different times because I saw friends had pictures with them. Um, and then they had an after party. I look Pre-party <laughs> and an after party. I was way past my bedtime, <laughs> so I did not stay for the after party. And I hate that I didn't get to see them, but they had an incredible show. Well, I don't think an after party probably would have been appropriate because we had a completely different vibe to close the show That's on Saturday. Right. There was a medical emergency right down front, um, right after he sang Craving You, which is obviously a really loud, mm-hmm. high-energy song. And then he kind of just walks out and he just says, is there a doctor in the house? Like someone down here is really hurt. And we were all like, huh? So they're turning on the house lights. And there were actually probably 10 people that are like running out of the crowd. And wow. Down, to, the, down to, to try to help someone. Like doctors were actually coming down and security came down and the medics came down. And then, um, I mean, it was probably a 10-minute pause in the show. And first TR was kneeling down, kind of looking down at the individual that was on the ground. And then he sits down on the side of the stage. And that's how we knew something bad was going on. And you could just see the concern all over his face. And and he's talking to the family. And then they ended up getting um, a guy who we now know his name is Terry. They mm-hmm. got Terry on the stretcher. They wheeled him out. And then TR decided to lead the entire arena in a prayer, which was really, really something. Um, it was super powerful. And for me, it just was like really special to hear and see an artist kind of take this crazy wild party atmosphere and bring it back to what's really important. And that's caring about the fans, caring about someone yes. as a human. And he prayed over his family. And it was just, it was a really powerful moment. And we've heard that Terry is doing well. So yeah. very thankful for that. That speaks so much about Thomas Rhett as yeah. his character who he is as a person. Mm -hmm. It was just incredible. So well done, TR. Yes, my friend next to me was like, we got to start a TikTok campaign and telling everybody what a great guy TR is. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I think people know. People are going to know. People are going to know for sure. We love him so Mm -hmm, much. mm -hmm. Yeah, and they had just a couple songs left 
on the set list. It was mm-hmm. the very end of the show. So he came back on stage and just said, we're going to do this one last song and we're going to dedicate it to Terry. And he did What's Your Country Song. That's how he Aww, ended it. That's so good. Yeah. We're wishing you all the best, Terry. Love you. Sending you healing vibes for sure. I know that wasn't the way that Thomas wanted to end his tour, but at least he got to go home and sleep in his own bed because yes. he's in Nashville. Yes. And it seems that ending the tour in Nashville is like the end thing to do. Right. Because Darius is actually doing it this weekend at Ascend Amphitheater. And, of course, we'll have that report for you next week, so stay tuned for that. In other news, the new season of The Voice has started, and by all reports, Reba is slaying it, just like we knew she would. Of course she is. I mean, the critics love her, Mm -hmm. the fans love her, the fellow coaches love her. And we all love her here at Amazon (laughs) Music as well. She has an awesome Rediscover playlist. It's on the app, and it has all of those big hits that you're hearing people sing on The Voice right now. And yes, it starts with fancy. (laughs) Of course it does. And speaking of fancy, you looked stunning on the red carpet at the People's Choice Country Awards. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, I got that dress on Amazon. I know. Isn't that great? I loved it. (laughs) I was repping the whole brand. I loved it. Promise. It was a fun night. I was actually there with one of my other jobs, WSM Radio and Circle Television. And we got to see so many of our friends come down that red carpet. It's the first year for the People's Choice Country Awards. But honestly, I think everybody showed up in full force. And here are some of the highlights. So other than hosting, what is a moment that you're most looking forward to tonight? Oh man, I think honoring our icons in this uh, genre, uh, two long-standing powerhouses, Toby Keith and Winona. Um, yeah. I mean, that's all you need to say, Toby Keith and Winona. My son's over there and I'm like, hey son, your mama still got it. Yes, she yes, does. Right. There was never a doubt. <laughs> Walking in knowing that you're being honored tonight, talk to me a little bit about what that means. Well, I looked up the word champion today. Yeah. And it means to battle for others, honor. And I thought about that and I thought, oh my God, here we go. That's what I am. I'm a woman of faith. I get up and I know I have to battle through the day to fight off the enemy. That's personal, right? Yeah. The professional is I got to get on a plane tomorrow, fly to Denver to do one show. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be really tired, but I'm going to go out there and I'm going to show out. And that's what I do. So I'm really good at working hard. Talk to us about what's been happening mentally when you're going through all of this, because we know how strong you are, yeah. and, and we know that you're ready to get back out there. You've got new music coming. Hopefully we're going to get some news about a tour soon. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, give us so the early details. on, in the very early stages of it, it's, it's it, you know, you first got to get your brain wrapped around it. You, I lean into my faith, and as the days go by, you just get in a routine. And you're, it's a roller coaster. Yeah. And uh, so you just do what you do. What's next? Whatever next is. Right. And you get in that routine. So uh, I've been in it for two years. So I got it pretty. I got it pretty well figured out. I'm so happy for all the things that are happening for you. You're killing you. it. Are you? Being, can you soak it in? It's happening fast. There's a lot going on. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. There's definitely times where I'm like, I celebrate. And then I'm like, okay, well, I got to be prepared for that for the next thing, the next right. day. Right. And we just got to keep your head down and, and get after it. But I am, I'm making sure that I'm taking the time. Good. That's what I'm. Look, I'm momming you. I know you momming me. I need Take somebody care. to mom me. I My know. mama moms me enough, but I know she does. Um, know she does. 
No, I am. I'm taking the time, sitting on my front porch, soaking up the moments, really just kind of looking back on everything that's happened. Truly, it's just a record release party for Dustin. That's right. We Congratulations. Thank you. We could not have timed this any better. <laughs> Man, we, I was we, like, wait, the album is I know, out so we decided, tonight. we decided, you know, obviously, when the album was coming, yeah. and then after that caught wind that People's Choice was happening the same night, it's like, boom. That's amazing. Yeah. Give me the inside. What's the scoop on the album? All the details. Tell me everything. Well, this is the exciting part. Yeah. Now we get to see what the fans are liking and what songs start raising their hands, but um, it's a personal album. I wrote about, started paying attention, like, my inner conversations. Okay. Y'all try to do that. See what you talk to yourselves about tomorrow. That's scary. Um, I, I never listen to myself. I'm like, yeah, no, well, turn I did. that down. I did. And this album's all about girls. So that's, I guess, where I'm at in life. Okay. <laughs> oh, Toby looked good. He did. Uh, did you stay for the show? I did. Yes. Ooh. Kelsey had an amazing moment, performed barefoot. And it was just a really beautiful, serene moment. Um, Hardy was electric as usual. He was incredible. I think probably my favorite part of the night, though, Blake Shelton performing a Toby Keith song before giving Toby the Country Music Icon Award. That was really special. That's a moment. I feel like it was a great showcase for Nashville and for the Grand Ole Opry. Yeah. You know, doing the first of anything is always hard, but hopefully they'll return next year, make it bigger and better. I sure hope so. And now it's on to the CMA Awards. But first, we have to talk to Darius Rucker. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, be ready to laugh until it hurts. When it comes to picking the perfect treats for your dog, Stuart makes the choice easy by keeping it real. Real ingredients, real nutrients, real benefits. Stuart dog treats are free from additives, corn, soy, wheat, and grains. Plus, they're freeze-dried to lock in all the great nutrition and natural flavor your furry friend deserves. Stuart freeze-dried dog treats. Big, tail-wagging nutritional benefits. Available on Amazon.com today. Graduation is a sweet occasion, but finding the perfect gift can be a bitter struggle. MMS.com has a solution. Personalized M&Ms. Just imagine the look on your grad's face when they receive a custom candy creation featuring their school's colors, name, and even their photo printed right on some M&Ms. It's a thoughtful way to celebrate their accomplishments and make the occasion even more special. Visit MMS.com to create your own personalized gifts and party favors for graduations, weddings, birthdays, and more. That's MMS.com. Use code WONDERY to receive 15% off your next order. Miss Carolyn's boy is here, y'all. Welcome to Country Heat Weekly, Darius Rucker. How are you guys doing? It's great to be here. We're good. I'm so glad you finally got here. I know. It's my first time on the show. I'm excited. (laughs) Listen, since day one, I was like, when's Darius coming? When's Darius See, coming? Because we're so close, Kelly. That's why. I love hanging out with you. I love hanging out with you, too. I love hanging out with you when you got new music to talk about, too. Me, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a minute. So, yeah, me, too. It has been a minute. Yeah, six years. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah. Okay, it's crazy. what was the holdup? What's going on? We did the hoodie thing for a couple of years. And I know. Then the fun. pandemic hit us all, you know, so I was just taking my time with this one, and uh, you know, I'm glad we finally got it out. Before we dig into the new album, yeah. give us a little snapshot about what life is like for you right now. So at one point you moved to Nashville. We hear you have a haunted house in Charleston. I want to hear more about that. <laughs> right. <laughs> your kids are growing up. Tell us what's going on in your world. 
Oh, my my world right now is a, is a, is a conglomeration of playing shows because I'm finishing up the tour and just going to New York to, to you know, because I've got two kids in New York now, so I go there a lot to visit them. And got my, my oldest daughter's here in Nashville, so I get here a lot. But that's really, I'm just trying to hang out with my kids and make some music. That's about it. Oh, see, <laughs> that's a good life. thing. That is good life. <laughs> we said it's been six years since the last album. It's been 15 years since your first country release. Yeah. Can you believe that? No. Learn to live. Okay, so let's talk about the comparison to the anticipation of releasing this album versus releasing that first album. Oh, the first album, we didn't know what to expect. We had no idea. You know, uh, we I came over to Nashville, and all the naysayers said it wasn't going to work, and Mike yeah. Duncan believed in me, and we put that first single out, and Don't Think went to number one. That was a shocker. For was e- it? For everybody. That was a shocker. I mean, it was, you know, we just didn't, we didn't know what was going to happen. So that expectation for that record was totally different than now. You know, now, you know, I, you know I'm hoping it does well. <laughs> but, you know, I'm hoping it does well. I hope the people want to buy it. But back then, I was just hoping that anybody wanted to listen to me sing country music. Anybody. I remember the first time that I got to interview you was backstage at the Opry right before you performed on the Opry for the first time. Oh, that was a great night. I was nervous to talk to you, but then when I walked in, I realized how nervous you were to play the Opry. I, was. I mean, you were really scared. I was. Uh, Hootie tried to play the Opry a few times, and it just never worked out. And when I was finally getting to play the Grand Ole Opry, it was I was scared to death because yeah. I had never been in the circle. I didn't know what to expect. I, I, I you know, am I gonna get booed off this stage? You know, it's the <laughs> Opry. You know, and, and we got it, and it was just an amazing. Amazing. I remember that night like it was yesterday. Yeah. It was amazing. It's it's so fun to look back and think about that and then now see you and it's like, oh, yeah, it's another country album. This is where you belong. It is. It feels so good to be at a point now where I'm just part of the landscape, you know, yeah. part mm-hmm. of country music, and that feels good. That's so right. Good. That's right. Well, as we dive into this new album, Carolyn's Boy, I want to talk about the album cover, which okay. includes this gorgeous picture of your mom. Yeah. Tell us about her. She was awesome. That's her nursing school picture. She was 25 in that picture. Oh. And uh, she was awesome. She was just an amazing human being. She was a great mom. She worked really hard. She, you know, she had six of us, and she was a nurse, and she worked really hard. But she was always there. You know, mom was at football games, and she was at choir concerts, and she was everything she, everything she could be to, no matter how tired she was, she was there. And for me, she was just my biggest champion. You know, it was, a, it was early on in my life that I'd, discovered that music was just music and it wasn't black music or white music or rock and roll. For me, it was just all great music. A great yeah. song is a great song. And she was always there to get my cousins to leave me alone or to get my brother to leave me alone and let me listen to whatever I want to listen to. And and her being that way with me, I think, is why I'm sitting here. Because I think if she had been anti the music I listened to, I wouldn't have listened to it like I did. I wouldn't be singing what I sing. What was she listening to? What did she love? Oh, she loved R and you know Al Green and Gladys Knight and Pips. We we listened to a million Gladys Knight and Pips and Al Green records and and gospel like Shirley Caesar was her. Okay, like we listened to tons of Shirley Caesar records when I was growing up. But yeah, uh, yeah my mom was a singer. She was a better singer than I was. I mean, her voice was stupid great, and, and so that was always fun sitting around singing with her or just listening to her sing. There were so many of you in the house. Yeah. Did you ever just do a family band? Oh no, no time for that. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody got time for that? <laughs> <laughs> I just think of all these kids, like, if I she's was, singing and everybody, you're like, fall in, find some harmony, find I your heart. I was the only one that wanted to sing. Oh. Really? Yeah, my sisters 
were okay. My 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 first, the ones closest to me, her voice is pretty good. My older sister's voice is pretty good. Sister Val can't sing at all. But uh, but uh, love you, Val. nobody really, yeah, love you, Val. <laughs> no, nobody wanted to do me. Nobody thought about doing music but me. Mm. Yeah, that's so fascinating. It is. It really. I look back and I'm like, how did I? But I knew since I was four, this is what I wanted to do. Oh, that's so much. That's really special to 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 know that this is what you wanted to do. I feel like that is such a double-edged sword. Sometimes it's yeah. a, a huge blessing because you're single-minded focus, but at the same time, you're single-minded focus yes. and, and there's no plan B. Absolutely. And that and that really was it for me. And you know, I remember when I when I told my mom I was gonna drop out of college, I really thought she was gonna kill me. You know, you know I'm gonna drop out of college and play rock and, you know, rock and roll band. And she said, if that's what you gotta do, do it. And it was just a great moment for me. I was like, she really does have my back with this. Yeah. You know, instead of yelling, yo, one more year, why don't you just go one more year? She's like, all right, if you need to do that, you do it. And, and it was just a great moment. And that, But that's who she was. She she believed in me. She knew I was going to make it a long time before I did. That's so good. Mm-hmm. Why did you choose that particular picture for the cover? Because that picture's been around forever. And when I the day I na- decided to name it Carolyn's Boy, I knew that was the cover. Okay. And we've had that picture forever. Like, all of us have it up in our houses and stuff. And, and I knew that was going to be the picture the second that I said I was going to name it Carolyn's Boy. What was it like when you told your siblings? They cried. My sisters always cry. I sent them the album cover and, you know, they cried and, and thought it was just awesome. They're all, all my sisters and brothers are have pictures on the inside and stuff. So they were pretty moved by it and thought it was cool and, and, and a good tribute to mom. So special. So it's been six years since your last album and life has changed a lot for you. Are the songs on this album from a particular period of time when you set out to write this album, or did you gather them here and there and then put them uh, together for this? We, we would, we've been writing since the pandemic and getting get, listening to songs since then. And, you know, a lot of the songs on this record are so personal. You know, songs like Never Been Over and Sarah and songs like that are just so personal that it was, we were writing them and, you know, every time we wrote one, it was, just felt right. And and that's what I that was great about this record. We wrote a bunch of songs like we always do, but every time, I, all the songs on the record, when I heard them, I knew they were going to make the record. They were just like, that's what I want to say. Okay, we always do burning questions with our guests. We're going to use that segment to get to know the album and touch on a few of the songs. But first, is Sarah a real person? Yes. Does she know the song? No. Is oh! <laughs> <laughs> we love stuff like this. That's this is good. This is good. We're like, Ooh. so she has. No she has idea. no idea. Give us all the details on Sarah. (laughs) Okay, uh, I go to England to write with Ed Sheeran. Let me get that name. Casual. Let me get that name for you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, So he asked me, Ed and I had known each other for a while, and he asked me who my first love was. And I said, uh, it's my fifth grade girlfriend, Sarah. And we just kept talking about it all day, and the day was over, and he was like, I got one more idea. I was like, I want to write the song about Sarah. And it's like, all right, and he... We came up with it, and it was just, you know, she was my fifth grade girlfriend. I probably haven't seen her in 40 years. I've, I haven't seen her in forever. And then we're, we're writing a song about it. I was like, wow, I, she's her, I don't know if she's got a husband, but he's going to hate me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. We have a surprise for your surprise. Sarah, that would have been awesome. <laughs> that would have been awesome. <laughs> I'd be losing my mind right now. Uh, no to the control room. We can just like, you know, get on Google. Sarah <laughs> like, right now. How do we how do we find Sarah? Stat. I mean, 
leave it to Ed Sheeran to get something like that Absolutely. out of somebody, you know? Uh, it, it was funny because <laughs> we were writing, we wrote probably five songs that day, and er, doing every song, he's asking me questions about her. You know, he goes, did her dad like you? Of course her dad didn't like me. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course not. he didn't. No. Oh, <laughs> oh, we were in the fifth grade holding hands. No, he oh, didn't like me. I just cannot wait. I, That's good. Uh, we, we will follow up on this yes. later. <laughs> Yes. Okay, back to burning questions. What's the most autobiographical song on the album? Uh, Never Been Over. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that song is, yeah, that's real. Yeah. Scary to be that vulnerable? Yes, always. As a songwriter, always, when you really just put your heart out there like that and put your feelings out there like that, it's it's always vulnerable and it's scary, but I, I just love the song so much. Don't you feel like those are the ones, though, that touch the most people? Yes. Yeah. There's just a certain magic to that about like people seeing themselves in in your music. Yes, you can't. You, you know, can't beat it. There's nothing better. That, right. There's nothing better than when somebody says to you, "Man, that song I just resonated. With. I got it. it. That's what you want to do." Where do you record? Uh, in the studio, and you know, and whoever's whatever studio my producer, I'll go wherever, and my, wherever my producer wants to work. And sometimes I'll do vocals or stuff in my house. Because I got a pretty good studio there, but usually just go to whatever producer studio they wherever they want me to go. Primarily Nashville, Charleston, Nashville, everywhere. Nashville, Nashville. Nashville. Okay. Nashville, always in Nashville. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which song was the last one that you cut for this project? The last one I cut was the Rihanna song. The Rihanna cover was the last song I cut for this record. Why do that one? I think that's really an interesting take. I mm-hmm. loved it. Uh, like my manager called me one day. We would just talk about songs, and my manager called me one day and said, have you heard this Rihanna song from Black Panther? I said, I think I heard, heard of the movie. You know, he's like, yeah. Let's, and we, were, we didn't think we were going to put it out. He was like, we're going to the studio. Let's just cut it. I was like, yeah, we'll cut it. And I got Dan Huff. Called oh. Dan Huff and, and, and asked Dan to cut it. And just when we were done with it, ah, it had to be on the record. It just sounded so good. <laughs> it just sounded so good. When you heard it, did you immediately go, gosh, I wish this would have been on the soundtrack? <laughs> yes. yes. That's exactly what I said. Like, how come Rihanna gets everything? I could have done this with a soundtrack. <laughs> I like, the next one. I like Slide Black this one Panther. The next yeah. one. The Slide next this one. over for the next one. Don't yeah. they have another one in the works? I have, I, I, I'm probably, sure they do. I'm probably. sure they do. Come on, people. Any, any of the Marvel movies. Yeah. It's like, you, you know, you're laying groundwork. See Absolutely. what you're doing there. Marvel, call yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> did you have to arm wrestle any of the artists that you wrote on this project with to get it on your record. No. So, no Ed Sheeran, Hardy, Charles Kelly, Brad Tercy, I make John a, Osborne. I make a point when I'm writing with people that this is for my record. I'm not, I'm not in this room <laughs> okay. to write for your record okay. or write for my record. <laughs> you let them know. I make that point right at the top. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, when you listen to, I, you listed all those people and I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, I could see any one of them like, Charles just going, hey, this sounds like a Lady A cut. Let's pull this over here. Yeah, so I got to get that list out that. there because no. those are some heavy hitters. No. <laughs> Seven Days was not going to Lady A. That was mine. <laughs> okay, so this episode falls during Country Music Month. And one of the things we love most about you is that you could, and obviously have, done other formats of music, but you chose country. So what does country music mean to you? Oh, country music means a story. That's the thing I love so much about, one of the things I love so much about country music is telling stories. I always say the country songs are three and a half minute movies because it just tells a story. And I love being a part of that. After 15 years of being in Nashville, it's just amazing that I've gotten to live this great dream because it's been so much fun. 
You're heading over to see our friends in the UK and Ireland on the Starting Fires tour soon. When you travel for work, do you get to enjoy the places or are you kind of just like, I'm in the hotel, I'm just going to stay here, I'm going to do my thing? Now I do. Like when I first started traveling like to Europe and stuff like that, you know, it's been 30 years ago. The last thing I thought, thought about was going to see stuff. You know, I thought about the party, and then I'm gonna sleep all day, and then we're gonna get up, and we're gonna do this again. Right. You know, now anytime I go to a city, I gotta go see stuff. I gotta go see the historical stuff. Like going to Amsterdam, I gotta go to the Van Gogh Museum every time I go, just because it's just one of my favorite museums in the world. Really? So yeah, I go to the Banksy Museum in Amsterdam all the time, and 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 that's what I do now. Like in, in London, I'll go see something. You know, yeah. I finally I've actually stood in front of Big Ben instead of just driving by in the car going, "Hey, that's Big Ben." <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Big Ben Parliament. Yeah, big Ben Parliament. <laughs> You're in the circle. You go to the circle, Big Ben Parliament. <laughs> okay, wait. So you go to the Banksy Museum. Do you own a Banksy? I don't. I mean, I'm rich, but I ain't. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy money right there. I ain't spending $6 million for no painting. Nobody's painting. No. It's like, I'm going to the museum, yeah. and that's about it. I go to the museum and go, that is nice. That's really How much is that? Great. Four million? You got like a poster for twelve dollars. <laughs> um, <12. laughs> I, I got twelve dollars. Oh my gosh! Yeah, no, no that's funny. No Banksy. Okay, <laughs> she just casually asked. Yeah, why not? I just yeah. wondered. So good. Then she asked. That's just like nonchalant. Do you own a bank? Yeah. Do, do you own a Banksy? <laughs> I don't even own a bank. What are you talking about? <laughs> what you talking about? We can't breathe in here, you guys. I know. Too funny. I'm sorry. That hurt. That's funny. That's really funny. Okay, I'm the sports girl on the pod, so I have to ask about your work as part of the group trying to bring Major League Baseball to Nashville. Mm -hmm. The Nashville Stars, this is a big movement. This is very exciting, and I don't think enough people really know about what's going on behind the scenes. It excites me. Yeah. Nashville's proven time and time again with the Titans and with the Predators that they're a city that needs sport sports like the, the soccer team so right. yes. you know it's so i think when they expand cuz they're going to expand nashville's the number one city for for major league expansion i think they're going to be really surprised at the 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 crowds to get the, the in, for years yeah. you know even when the bad team's bad people going to come out cuz there's, there's people in nashville will always looking for something to do yeah mm-hmm. in baseball i think when they bring it here it's going to be huge and i'm so proud to be a part of it uh, why baseball because I just figured you're such a football fan that you would try to— I like, am, but they already have football here. Yeah. You know, and, and when they c- approached me to help them with with the stars and to be a part of the ownership team, it was just like a no-brainer because, yeah, I, I, you know, I think baseball should come here. I think the NBA should be here. Same. Mm-hmm. You, you know, I, mm-hmm. because it's, such a, it's the city for that. And I think I think eventually in our lifetime, lifetime they'll have both. Well, we love how you really have just become a fixture of the city. Not only that, but then also seeing you as the national chair for the incredible National Museum of African American Music in Nashville. Amazing museum. Such a jewel that we added in the middle of the city right there. What does it mean to you to be a part of that and see that living, breathing institution now? Every time I go into it. I, I, my, I, it takes my breath away. Yeah, because they've done such an amazing job mm-hmm. of building it, and to be a part of that, you know, be the be on the board and, and all that stuff is just for me. I'm just so proud of it. Like when I walk in, I'm proud of it. The place is always crowded. And there's always people. I just, I love it. I think everybody in the country should come here and go to that museum and see, you know how great it is. It tells our story so well. Yeah, it does. It's such a special place. Yeah. I mean, the first time I went, I was 
absolutely blown away. I was laughing. I was crying. Yeah. I was dancing. I was doing well, all it's interactive. Well, yeah, it's so much to do. Unbelievable. So cool. Unbelievable. It's really one of those things that when you go, you realize I have to come back because I haven't seen yes. close to everything and I want to see all of this. That's right. Yes. That's exactly right. Well, we will see you this weekend at Ascend Amphitheater. Yes. So, real talk, do you like playing Nashville, or is it a tougher room when there's so many industry people? We've heard both. Nashville's a tough room. <laughs> I mean, you, you got, you, 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 when you play in Nashville, you're thinking A game or nothing. I'm either going to have my A game or I'm going to say I'm sick and not play. <laughs> <laughs> because this play, you, you, like, there's so many people from the industry. Yeah. And also, so many. You know, artists that show up, and it's it just this is the place that you want to be the best you can be, and so that's that's what we try to do. Also, you have a lot of comp tickets too when you're playing in town. True. So it's not as bad as Charleston, though. Is oh. it okay? I was gonna ask. It's not as bad as Charleston. Which which town do you make less money in? Charleston. Because <laughs> everybody wants everybody. It for free. People, like people I haven't talked to in 25 years. Uh, no exaggeration will, will text me. Hey I'm man, sure. I got your number from so and so. You think I get eight tickets to the show? Eight tickets? Eight. <laughs> I haven't talked to you in 25 years and you want eight tickets. No. Stop. And get the passes too? To go backstage, hang oh, out? Yeah. Yeah. But listen, <laughs> if Sarah's listening, there'll be two tickets left. No, there's only one ticket. You can't bring your husband in case you're married. Yeah. But Sarah will have one ticket left for you at Will Call. I leave a ticket every night for Sarah Gorecki. <laughs> Every show. It's like Talladega so Nights. Just come on in. <laughs> <laughs> just like Talladega Nights. It's just like Talladega Nights. I love it so much. Okay. Is that it for touring in 2023? Yeah, I go. I got, okay. Yeah, Ascend's my last show. Oh, wow. tour. Yeah. Okay. When are you going to be adding dates to play the new music? Is that coming soon? Uh, well, we're going to go to Europe in March, probably next summer. That's a big ticket for us to fly over there to see you, though. Yeah, but it's worth it. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> Okay. Hear that? We're going. Yeah, it's okay. A lot of fun. Okay. Hear that? You should make. You should go to see to see over there. That's what you should go to. Okay. That is one of the best country festivals in the world. Really? It's so great. It's so great. What do you love about it? The fact that we are taking a very, very, very American music and taking it over there, and they love it. Yeah. It's shocking. It's shocking. They love it. Everybody it tells up. us that they're like the UK fans are on another level. And they love this music. That's and why I toured there so much. Great. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, 16 years ago when I came here, I told my manager, I want to go there every chance we get. And now, you know, I go and play the big places. Yeah. And, and it's awesome. That's so perfect. C to C. C to C. We're going to go. Okay. Yes. Europe, he's headed your way in 2024. The album Carolyn's Boy is out tomorrow. Darius Rucker, thank you so much for being here. Always good talk. What a great day. I'm, I'm so glad. Fun. Always good talking to you and my new friend. I love it. Country I love it. <laughs> it's hot up in here. <laughs> <laughs> That's our new tagline, Country Heat. It's hot up in here. I love, it. <laughs> I love him so much. Me too. Truly. But guys, when we tell you that we tried to find Sarah, the girl from school, our team really tried to find Sarah. The problem is he kind of said her last name at the end. We were all like, oh my gosh, he's, he, he's given us info. Yes. <laughs> he's given us info. But it was hard to make out. So it's like, correctly... I don't Correctly. Mean, we were talking <laughs> over him, unfortunately. We tried every spelling option. No luck. <sighs> okay, producer Jay did, however, comb through the Middleton High School yearbook, and even though there was no sign of Sarah, she found these gems of Darius. Here's his senior picture. I 
absolutely wish we would have had these before we talked to him. Check out the ruffles. (laughs) Okay, here he is with the group voted most dependable his senior year. Oh, I bet his mama was so proud of that. But this one, this one was my favorite. There's apparently like a Mr. America type pageant at the school. And Darius was voted Mr. Middleton. Judging was based on appearance, teacher evaluation, and personality. Of course he would win. I just love it. (laughs) If we do find Sarah, or if anyone out there knows of Sarah or went to middle school with Darius in Charleston, uh, please DM us on Instagram. We're looking for you. You can find me at the Kelly Sutton. And I'm Hey, it's Amber A. Next week on the pod, we're chatting with Riley Green. Mm-hmm. He has a new album coming out, and we'll bring you a full report from this VIP Laney Wilson event that we'll be going to. I mean, it's a tough gig, y'all, but somebody has to hit all of the music row party circuit. Might as well be us. Why not, right? We've got you. So make sure you're following Country Heat Weekly on your favorite podcast app so you get the scoop as soon as it drops. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Country Heat Weekly ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at listenerstudy.com. Hey, you. It's Jason Bateman. Have you listened to Smartless? Smartless is the podcast that I host with my friends who are more like brothers. The super talented and funny Will Arnett and Sean Hayes is... JJ, 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 why are you whispering? Well, it, there's there's a pst in the, in, the, in the copy. But people are listening, so it's like... They are listening. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. In each episode of Smartless, one of us reveals our mystery guest to the other two. What ensues is a genuinely improvised and authentic conversation. Our mystery guests span... Our mystery... We'll cut this out too. Our mystery guests. All right, here we go. We got a lot of big famous people from different walks of life and if you're yeah, a Wondery fan then you're going to Stone, yeah. just you come and listen Tyson. to it. Yeah. We're on Wondery right now and you can listen uh, to us and no matter what you're doing, you're at the gym or you're in the car, just listen yeah. to the podcast. Sean, tell them where they can find it. Follow Smartless on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Smartless ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Bye. Bye. Bye.